Hello and welcome to the Dream It Do It Disney podcast. This is your podcast host, Taylor, and today I'm joined, as usual, by Daniel. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. So, if you listened to the last episode, it was just me. It was very lonely. Yeah, I haven't listened to it yet. I should listen to it. It was good. It was a fun time. Um, Nice. Anyways, today we are going over our top tips for first timers to Walt Disney World. So let's just jump right into it. Okay. First thing I want, my first one is I want to keep you first timers in mind early and late lunch. Keep those in mind because around that like 1230, everyone's going to go to lunch. So you have the opportunity to ride some rides without as long of wait time and stuff like that. So I would recommend, I think when we went, we went to Skipper Canteen around three, it was in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. but yeah, we did it. I know we did in the afternoon and it was good. The restaurants are going to be pretty busy all day. So there's no getting around that really, but you can maybe get a little bit shorter wait times if you do early or early lunch. Yeah, that's a really smart idea. I had some clients um, who went recently and they wanted to take care of their dining reservations and stuff. But And they did mm-hmm. make reservations, but they made them at later times, kind of like that. Yeah. Like their lunches yeah. were at 1.30, their dinners were at 9 for the most part, uh, which is pretty late. But I think they really got the advantage of like riding the rides during, you know, that kind of yeah. downtime that there is. So. Yeah, and if you're on a budget, have breakfast at 10 and have lunch at like 3.30 and eat snacks or in between and you'll be set all day. Yeah, for sure. And there's there's definitely a lot of like snack options. Yeah, there is. I think of <laughs> Epcot too. If you just like eat at the booths and you can split Epcot, with people. Epcot, you can snack all day. It Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, kind of saves you some time. All right, yeah. I am going to kind of piggyback off of that but i'm gonna say have an idea of number one what you want to eat but number two where you want to eat so i i highly highly suggest dining reservations because you're going to realize that when you get to the parks everything is going to be booked so (laughs) it's i think it's Mm -hmm. really 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 important to make dining reservations unless you're planning on like eating around the world at Epcot, like we talked about. Same goes for Disney Springs. Although Disney Springs, there is a lot more availability. And if you're not like super particular on what you want, it's not as bad. But for the parks, I would say it's almost a definite nowadays, which is crazy because like my first couple times going to Disney, it was not that big of a deal. You could just walk up and sit down. And now it's all the rage to get that 60 day mark. So and then you like it's it's so weird. You go up to a restaurant and you're like, hey, I'd like a table for three or whatever. And they'll be like, "Uh, we can put you on a waiting list. And then you have to put like your credit card number down. And I'm like, yeah, no thanks. So yeah, yeah, that happened when we went to Disney Springs at the boathouse, I think. And we went back and uh, there was a table that we could do. So we did that. Oh, that that's also another good point. You can uh, go away and come back at uh, like a little bit later and maybe it will be free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Already. Uh, my second one, character meet and greets. Don't just go in there and then freeze when you meet them and say, hi, have a plan of what you want to do and what you want to ask them. When Grace and I went to see Merida, when she got her picture with her, she 
already had in her mind. I'm going to ask her uh, what her three brothers' names are. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of fun because you get to test the cast member to see if they know the stuff about the character. And she did. And that was very impressive. But yeah, just kind of gives you a better time with your short time that you have with that character. Yeah. I think going off that and kind of related to what I had said before um, about the restaurants, but related to the characters... Uh, you should definitely plan who you want to meet because they're only available at certain places and at certain times. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in saying, you know, meeting Merida, then you should know where is she located? What times is she going to be there? So you don't miss her and just go in with the understanding of it may take some time. You know, you could be waiting to meet Mickey Mouse for two hours. Uh, Just you want to plan for that. So. And I must say, Princess Fairytale Hall, when we went, it was packed. And it was yes. like oh, much over an hour wait just to take your picture with a couple princesses. I would not have done that if I was by myself. But, you know, it was a good time to just kind of chill in the AC for a bit. So, yeah, there are certain characters, too, that if you really want to see, you might have to do even more like of a deeper dig. For instance, yeah. If you want to see like Winnie the Pooh with his butterfly net over at Epcot, that's not really like a very specific timed thing. Um, So you might want to like do some research into that or meeting Mando and Grogu. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you never really know when they're going to pop up. So I would just kind of I like to follow some of the like hardcore Disney people. They might have some insight into that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. When you go in and I'm assuming you guys have a plan on what rides you really want to do. Like if you're going to magic and you're like, I really want to go on seven dwarves and I really want to go on. I was going to say splash mountain RIP. That is so Um, sad. um, And you really want to go on big thunder. If you're not rope dropping rope drop, because why not? And rope drop those so that you can get them done and be like, ah, I've done it and not be like at peak. And it'd be like over an hour wait. Cause seven dwarves does get up there over an hour a lot of the time so just make sure you get the ones you want to get done done uh so you can kind of chill for the rest of the day i think everyone especially if it's your first time i think you should rope drop for the experience you know Mm -hmm. and just to make the most of your day why not but i'm gonna say if it is your first time have only a couple of must do's Maybe have like three must-dos at the most. This is just kind of preventing yourself from getting disappointed or people in your party getting disappointed because it's really difficult. If you say, you know, I want to hit every ride today and I want to eat at these exact three places. I mean, there's no way. Not happening. There's no way. So I would suggest pick maybe your top two or three. If you're going in a larger group, say if it's like a family reunion or something like that, maybe one thing from each family or something like that or you can you can split up and do those things but yeah i think it's it'll give you some more peace of mind at the end of the day um if you take that advice (laughs) definitely okay my fourth one dole whip i agree it's it's just okay i like dole whip i just think that there are so many more desserts that you can try and it at the end of the day it's pineapple soft serve i'm sorry if if i just offended you guys but it's the truth so 
Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. That's like a personal opinion, but I also kind of agree. Yeah, you could be a um, diehard Dole Whip fan, but I just think it is a skosh overrated. Yeah. All right. My next one is going to be know the layout of the parks. If this is your first time, this is extremely, yes. extremely important. I think even going to the extent of just knowing how Disney World is laid out. If you've already bought tickets, you probably understand there's multiple theme parks, there's Disney Springs, there's a lot of hotels and things, but you should still understand how to navigate. Um, one of the biggest areas that this is where I see people very confused. It's going to be if it's anywhere, it's going to be here. It's the TTC. Okay, every time because it is very confusing. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. You're parking, you're walking somewhere, and then you're going through security, and then you can get on a monorail or a ferry. It's really confusing. So understanding how that works for those of you who don't know, that's basically the gateway to Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Um, and it's it's very confusing, and it it's going to help it you on your way confusing. back out as well in right. the darks. So, I mean, yeah. when there's thousands of people after fireworks, so. Yes. You want to know where yeah. things are. Oh uh, yeah, be prepared because after park close, there is going to be a line back to get on the monorail. So just be prepared for that. You might be waiting an hour to get back on the monorail. Yeah, the the nights are rough, but yeah, even knowing the layout of the theme parks, I think is really really yes. important, especially if you want to be efficient. You know, you don't want to be staring yes. at your phone or a map all day. Um, you want to go there, have a plan, and kind of know you know what you're doing and where you're going so definitely a top one for me okay also to the extreme on that other one don't be that person who shows up to epcot and is like wait where's disney world okay you're in disney world you might think disney world and think the castle but it's all disney world okay take use of my disney experience and genie to game wait times don't just go um, and be like, oh, I'm, it's this is right here. Jungle Cruise is right here. I'm going to ride Jungle Cruise. And it's like an hour and 30-minute wait. Don't do that. Get there when it's like a 35, 45-minute wait, and you will have a lot more time in your day. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a good one as well. Okay, that brings me to my number one tip. Unless you want to throw some in, because this is a big one, so. Um, I have one left. Okay. So we'll we'll see if it's the same one. Okay. Okay. Could be, could not be. <laughs> I don't know. All right, my number one tip is to understand what Genie Plus is, what Lightning Lanes are, and how to use a virtual queue. I think okay. this is pretty crucial nowadays. Mine is similar, but yeah. Mine is Genie Plus is not necessary. Okay. Okay. That that's mine. I like when we go, we don't we don't get that. We haven't in the past. We don't get Genie Plus. We don't get uh Express Pass at Universal. We just kind of go around like peasants in Disney World and just have a fun <laughs> day. And yeah, you can still make the most of it and get a lot done. Yeah, I can definitely go either way with Genie Plus. I just wanted to briefly explain it if you are new to the Genie yes, Plus thing. Definitely. I may have explained it in 
my last trip review because I did use it, but I'll just kind of briefly go over it. So what is Genie Plus? So Genie Plus allows you to skip the lines for most of the rides. Not all of them, but most most of them. And it is about $20 per person per day for a particular park. So on any given day, it could fluctuate in Mm. price. You buy it individually and then you use it for the park that you want to use it in. Also, now they have a hopper version available. So you can buy Genie Plus and then you can use it at different parks. So nice that's nice. pretty cool so you can basically you can purchase genie plus at 12 a.m the day of but you can't select your first ride until 7 a.m so also tip within a tip you might as well buy it at like 6 50 in the morning and then just make your selection instead of staying up late but they did just change that pretty recently too whereas you used to be able to select it at midnight so everyone would stay up really late which yeah, is not good so, No. Yeah. But anyways, this is going to basically what you do is at 7 a.m. You select your first ride that you want to skip the line for. When you do that, if it is more than two hours away and you can select another ride. So say it was like at 4 p.m., then you can select a ride that's sooner. Um, But if it is within a two hour window, then you can Mm go, you skip the line. And then once you ride the ride, you can make your next selection. It's kind of confusing because they call those lines lightning lanes. But you can also purchase individual lightning lanes for a different price. Okay. So this is like between like $15 and $20, depending on the ride. You can skip the line. And again, that is per person and for each individual ride. Um, And you get into that same lightning lane queue. So if you purchase a lightning lane, you're going to get in the genie with the genie plus people. And then as far as virtual queues go, There is a virtual queue for Guardians and Tron currently. The virtual queues open either at 7 a.m. or 1 p.m. So you do want to be on the app waiting for that virtual queue button. When it pops up, click it as soon as it pops up. Yes. um, And then you will get into a virtual queue and you will be called by a boarding group. Um, You don't really know when that's going to happen, but you can see what boarding group is getting on. So you can kind of wage Mm -hmm. that. Oh, and then if you're in the extended after hours or if you are at a party, such as Mickey's Not So Scary, then there will also be a 6 p.m. virtual queue. Okay. Yep. So. Excellent. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. With what Daniel said, I also, I, I don't think it's necessary. I have used it before in Hollywood Studios, which arguably either that or Magic Kingdom would be the best part to use it in. And yeah. um I don't think it's that necessary. I think if you're watching the wait times, you know, you can get off pretty well. But at the same time, you know, on busier times of the year, I think it would be very, very beneficial uh, because I've definitely been like around Christmas where every ride is a two hour wait. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the Genie Plus line is going to be long. But at that point, I would consider it to be worth it. So it just it depends on you, you know, what you're willing to spend. And, um, you know, what you think you would get out of it. And I kind of have a last one. This is kind of just popped in my head. Stick to your budget. If you have a certain amount of money set aside for Disney and you get there and you spend all but, you know, $25. Stick with it. And you can use that $25 and then don't spend any more. Be wise with your money and do not 
do not exceed your planned spending for Disney because it is very easy to. Yes. I wish I could take my own advice. <laughs> yeah. Don't be like me. Take this yeah. advice. Do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's all I have. But yeah, those are those are pretty good. I was trying those to I had to mention the Genie Plus stuff, but yeah. I wanted it to be a little bit more out of the box. So I think we got some valuable tips in there. So Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you guys so much for listening. And remember, if you can dream it, you can do it.